Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from May the second, nineteen ninety-two. If you are listening on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and like the video. It makes Hopper happy when you do that. Uh, speaking of Hopper, Doc and I just spent the last twenty minutes trying to help desk him. Doc, do you want to even tell the people what's going on with his computer? I don't know. I don't know. I, basically, he can't log in. He goes to his login screen and puts in his password, and I won't say what that is here, but it's the one he's had for years and years and years, and it won't accept it. And so we tried to do some workarounds and safe modes and on-screen keyboards in case keyboard drivers were installed on an update incorrectly. You know, we we had him restart the machine. We went through the entire help desk here. And uh, the 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 book they give us with the BTT when we became BTT and uh, it didn't work. So uh, Harper is now installing Skype on his phone, and he's going to try to uh, let us know when he gets that taken care of, and will he'll dial us in from the moon. Um, we may not have him here tonight. Uh, we've got a lot to get to tonight, and and we don't have much time, and we'll get to that in a minute. Let me just tell you, I am not doing as well as I'd like to be doing. Look, I get it. I know everyone wants to ha 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 about the Cowboys. We went into San Francisco. We got our ass kicked. It happens. It's predictable. I've been doing this for 30 years with this, that old shriveled up pumpkin that owns this thing. It's cultural. You can change the names, the proper nouns, the faces, everything. And the results are the same. He's the problem. I get it. I know this. I don't like it. I don't know what y'all want me to do about it. And to be honest, I'm not that big of a football fan anyway, because uh, it's still baseball season. 17 and no Super Bowl sucking is out the window, huh? You're not you even t- yelling 15 and two. I got to put on a show for these people. Look, we got to play uh, Miami. We got to play Buffalo still. We got to play the Eagles twice. I never said we would win our division. Stop it. You said 17 and 0 Super Bowl suck it. Last week you said 16 and 1. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, 15 and 2 seems doable. Does that make you feel better now? <laughs> Have I ever told you how much I really do appreciate the national pastime? Hold on, before you go there, I got something for you. Michael Parsons is mouthing off because evidently George Kittle had a F Dallas t-shirt on underneath his uniform. And Parsons says now all of a sudden, 
it makes it personal. I'm sorry, as much as I like Micah Parsons, I really do like him as a football player. They kicked your ass and beat you last year in the playoffs. It wasn't already personal enough. This is what pisses me off about pro athletes. They need extra motivation. You you got enough goddamn motivation because they kicked you out of the playoffs the last two times you were there. Last year they kicked you out of the playoffs. But you need a shirt. You need hey. you need to see George hey. Kittle's shirt that says F Dallas to motivate you. It's so stupid. It's it's like bad wrestling promos at this point from your team. Shut up, move well, over, you got your ass kicked. You know what You know what happens when somebody puts the microphone in front of your face after you get your ass kicked like that? You go, hey, man, they were a better team tonight. Next time we play, we got to be more prepared. It, it, it's already personal. You needed his shirt to make it personal? This is the type of stuff that's stupid, and it's like a bad wrestling match hey, in promo. But that's your team, me. so I, wouldn't expe- I would expect nothing No, else. no, no. Don't get hot with me. I think it's dumb, too. Um... It was personal for me with the 49ers in 1981 championship game when they come on the air. They they got in the crowd in that that just hellhole up there. They got like a, a, a puppet Tom Landry hanging from a noose. And I'm like, dude, what is this? It's, it's always personal. This is the NFL. Every week is personal. Don't that Michael Parsons is my favorite player on the, on the Cowboys, but that's just dumb. And I don't have a big problem with George Kittle saying fuck Dallas because I'd be like fuck San Francisco I mean that's what this is it just kills me I hear these athletes do that all the time like if you you were on Sunday Night Football the, this hey, I got team an idea. ended I got an your idea. season last year how about you how go about out on, there on Sunday Night Football with some nuts and play some football okay don't first, say after you got your ass kicked now it's personal okay but how about instead of it being personal Micah on the first drive of the game you don't jump off sides and you tell everybody else in your huddle how to line up correctly on which side of the line of the scrimmage. That shit wears me out more than you can give about Dak and his terrible throws and the play calling and all that's true. But our defense lines up offsides more than any other team in the NFL. And that's just just stupid. Now on to the next topic. What were you talking about? All of a sudden you're a national pastime. You love the game of baseball. Where's this coming from? It's the from? grand old game, fella. Favorite sport? Uh, for now, yeah. Go ahead and lean into the stupidity while you're at it. Well, we are both. You're, you're, you. This is gonna be hard here. Uh, I got a buddy <laughs> texting me, and he's ahead of me. Uh, you're about one pitch ahead of me, and we're both watching the Texas Rangers game three of the AL uh, DS with the Baltimore Orioles as the as the little Texas Rangers are struggling to to doggy paddle their way into the AL championship series. Um, I would like to say that I watched a lot. I, I cut the cord this year and went to YouTube TV. So the, it makes baseball, local baseball options difficult. So I just didn't do it yet. But um, I watched a lot of games this year before that. Uh, how Exactly how many games, regular season games did you watch, Menace? Well, I didn't miss 150 games of the regular season to watch these Texas Rangers lose now is all I'm saying. Come on. Come on. Well, at least I'm Man, being so honest. I would guess that I watched parts of or uh, at least 60 to 70 games this year out of the 162. And I keep up with it. I keep up with it, and I listen to some on the radio because I'm in in the car driving to to and from soccer practices. So there's that. Uh, But, hey, (laughs) we're the five seed coming in. 
uh throwing bows dog throwing bows we are we are in this thing to win it vegas is starting to get behind us man i, I kind of wish harper was here because his team's down oh two and on the verge of elimination and i'd like to get his perspective on that but i don't harper was pissed off a minute ago when we talked to him wasn't he how many times um, did he say fuck he was mad. He was he was extremely angry a second ago about his computer, and he was mf and this and mf and that. He was pretty angry. Now, as as you're talking about this baseball, now watch they drop the next three games in the divisional series and lose by the time well, this. Well, then airs. it's basketball season, bro. That's how you just keep, you got to keep moving in this life. You can't you can't oh, stay down. Oh, Mavericks gonna do the job again this year. Hey, the we Cowboys. did the job to Real Madrid today over in Europe. See, that's what I'm that? saying. That's what I'm saying, man. You, you, the 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 plight of the Dallas sports fan is not a good one these days. What? Oh, that's the next one too. We got hockey starting this week as well. So, hey, we're gonna miss eighty of those games and wait for the playoffs and jump on the bandwagon. Too. Now, I need you to stop being hot with me and, and making me angry because this is this. Is oh my God, here Harper's minute. here. Hold on, he's trying to merge. All right, okay, he's gonna come on in. All right. It's a, hey. It hey, you're on mute, Hopper. I can see the little mute icon, so I can't hear you if you're here. Some kind of way you, you got to unmute. There should be a little uh, button that says unmute, like, you know, a little microphone. There it is. Dang, there you, you are. got it. I got you. What you sound like you're in a bathroom stall on the moon. Oh, well, because the computer mic boss sucks. Right, my fault, of course. It's my fault. You sound like my kid. Everything's your fault. Okay. Well we'll get we'll get that computer hooked up. Like I told you. We gotta we gotta we gotta get it to Geek Squad. Harper, this is no time for us to argue between us because we must all come together, baby faces and heels, to collectively put the boots to what we're about to go through tonight. It's a, oh fuck, dude! I'm so used to looking at the goddamn screen. Hold on. Yeah, you're just gonna have to listen, and it's worse when you just listen. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. I get it. I understand, but that's not gonna help us get through this episode. Now, speaking of getting through this episode, Mike, have you talked about the three most generous patrons that we have? Well, I was thought you were gonna ask Hopper about his Dodgers first. Oh, what's wrong well, with the Dodgers, dude? The fucking Roberts is. Uh, David, Dave Roberts has to fucking go. Now, for everybody who doesn't know, because baseball is a dying sport for some people, uh, <laughs> Dave Roberts is the manager. Yeah. Well, Mike and I are watching the Rangers right now in the background of this, not together at our, our separate homes. This fella, this, yeah, we're ahead. Now, now, Mike, does this pitcher for the Orioles have a ducktail or a ponytail or what's going on here? Uh, it's some kind of fluffy mullet type gimmick. Hey, real quick, because Hopper's doesn't have an earpiece or anything on. He's on his speakerphone uh, on Skype. No, we're gonna have to be real. We're gonna have I'm to be real. Fucking fucking this sounds that bad. No, I mean it. It doesn't sound that bad. The thing is, unlike when you have a headset on, when you start talking, if somebody else is talking, it gets real muffled. Like it's not you. It's just the technology. Okay, what's so, man? I can't plug these headphones. No. God damn no, it. You can't plug the headphones with a USB plug into the phone. I know. Um okay, Doc, what were you saying about the uh the patrons? 
Have you read uh, the list of our most generous patrons? Yet? Oh, glad you said that. Shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassy, Mike Childer, Joe Eyes, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and basically being the sponsors of the show. And we do have one new patron. His name is Nick. New patron. Thanks for signing up, pal. We greatly appreciate it. And, Doc, while we're talking about listeners and patrons, uh, again, if you're not a patron, become one. Tinyurl.com slash BTT. Great way to support the show, getting tons of extra content. we got a pay-per-view coming up. Hopper's going to be there for Wrestle War. It's one of the best ones. One of the better Wrestle Wars, in my opinion. Great, uh, great, great, great war games at that one. Um, but what I was about to say, as you become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTC to get that. Also, don't forget, there's tons of other stuff available to listen to. And while we're talking about our listeners, Doc, we did have a five-star review. Or did you want to say something else about the pay-per-view before we do the five-star review? I don't have anything to say about the pay-per-view. We did get a five-star review from somebody whose name is 100-992614418936-3UU. That's a oh, shoot. that guy. That's a, that's a shoot. That's the that's the that's the the name of the person who left the review. I kid you not. It it I is I feel like just by reading real. that I have started some sequence of reversing the magnetic poles on the earth and unleashing some sort of devastation um i can't read the whole title because um it's too long for my phone it says the most irreverent fun you and then stop you can have reliving the nwa wcw smoky mountain days all right so stop making fun of this guy or lady because they did a really nice job here with a good review i'm going to read it real quick because that's what we do for the five stars uh we will read and put you over on the air uh, it's really one of the only ways to get put over in this world. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, he flew out. Um, all the way live. I could fill up this review with a bunch of inside jokes trying to get read on the air, but would prefer to be helpful to folks looking through ratings. Tremendous fun, great rapport with the ho- between the hosts, and good insight and observations from the 80s and 90s era of w- NWA WCW. Obligatory. I wish the Mid South show was still going on. Comment here. If you grew <laughs> up this era, or if you are, if you're just looking to go back and enjoy it now for the first time, this show provides a great primer and guide along the way. Five stars. Hey, Mister UU, I appreciate that. Uh, we all appreciate that. Uh, way to way to tickle the algorithms in a most special way, and. Uh, Gosh, we better get all the fun out of the way before we do what this show is going to make us it's do. It's not. Why are you doing that? I'm going to tell you this. Uh, so no. here's the thing. Oh, no, no. Last week, we realized, remember, it was good. We give it A's, so we call it down the middle. Harper, we're doing the next show on Friday morning, and I really wish you were going to be there yeah. because the host is the singer from Alabama. Oh, my God. But he does, a pretty, he does a pretty good job. He's not horrible. No, he's not. It's Southern, but Man. he's not horrible. He's, a, he's, he's fine. And so, but... but, oh, what the but fuck? Yeah, but they do have the... Uh, they do have the guy from Alabama on next week. But this week... But this week, who do we have? Oh, my God. What a destructive whipping. Let me start the video version. This is May 2nd, 1992. Um, if you're just joining us just now because you only watched the video version, Hopper is on his phone because uh, his computer oh. is giving him some issues. He's With been that hacked. said, 
Yeah, we think his computer's been hacked, so we got to get his computer fixed. Um, and he just discovered it two minutes before going on air. I hope not, too, uh, for, for your sake and mine. But again, it's May 2nd, 1992. We'll get into this in a second. Jason Hervey is the co-host this week. Um, yeah, you heard that right. Intro of the show, there are replays of the attacks on Steamboat that we have seen for several weeks now. We then head to Missy Hyatt, who intros... Jim Ross, who, of course, we're at center stage. Jim Ross welcomes in his co-host, Jason Hervey. God help us. This guy is a friggin' clown, Doc. Um, you have any initial thoughts on Jason Hervey? As he I, my out? first note was when he walked out is I quit. Uh, the <laughs> second note time. is this is the, this is the wrestling review equivalent of us all being baby faces and heels fighting each other and a mark jumping in the ring and we stopped to, to attack him. Um, I don't know what you're going to play here. Um, I need, I definitely need Arn's little promo played. Um, yeah, but, but we'll see what else you have in mind. Here, let me play from this point. We'll get Big Josh's promo and Arn's. Arn is the, obviously the better part of it, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> let's uh, let's hit play and listen funny. to Jason Hervey first. Then it'll go to Big Josh, and then Arn. Here it is. Good. Well, Missy and I were hanging out in Palm Springs, and uh, Kip Fry gave us a telephone call and asked me if I wanted to come be on the show. And I said, hey, to do color with you? I said, all right, I'm there. Appreciate that very much, sure. fans. Our big main event will be two out of three falls. It will feature one half of the World Tag Team Champions, Arn Anderson, versus Big Josh. Let's hear these comments from the competitors. Tonight, I get to wrestle Arn Anderson. And Arn, I'm going to tell you something. Don't let it go to your head. But in my eyes, you're one of the best in the WCW. And tonight, I'm going to show you I can beat the best. So, Arn, it's two out of three falls, and I'm going to chop you down. Timber! Tonight, Big Josh, in a two out of three fall (laughs) match, I'm faced with that same dilemma. A bigger, stronger opponent. Well, my deal is technology. I'm going to show you why a John Deere tractor outpulls a mule every time. (laughs) <laughs> two out of three falls, two great veterans. It should be an outstanding contest. But Jason, I gotta ask you, how are things going with the Wonder Year set? Oh, they're going great. We're in our fifth year, going into our sixth year, which means we renegotiated, so we're getting all a big raise, and so I'm happy to go back to work. Wide World of Kids, great program as well. But I yep. also know that that you're talking to Kay Allen Fry about the bull drop in. That's right. Me and Dusty and Kay Allen Fry are in negotiations to bring the bull drop in back. We have thousands of letters, faxes, telegrams, and Ted Turner himself took me out to dinner and wanted me to do the show again, so I think we might bring him back. We'll keep you abreast of that situation, ladies and gentlemen, and when we come back, the action gets under... Doc, before we talk about Arn, I, I want to ask you and Harper this, but I want you to, go, you to go first so we're not talking over each other. Why is Jason Hervey, who was a, a good actor, why is he so awkward and irritating and seems so phony as this quote-unquote co-host. Did, did, like, it doesn't make sense because you are used to being in front of a camera. Why Why are you so irritating and just go away heat? Uh, it, well, I, I have a couple of thoughts. One is, is that he's trying to act cool because he's on wrestling. Good point. And the other is he could be scared because the boys know he's nailing Missy and they told him, no telling what they told him. <laughs> okay. 
Um, Fair point, I guess. You know, and so they could be pulling a rib on him. Um, I don't know. He's got that high pitched, squeaky voice. Look, I get it. I don't. I don't have a radio voice. Now, part of it is the the shitty technology that I'm having to work on here because y'all heard me on that one day we did the patron stuff and I sounded like gold. But that dude has got to go. There is literally nobody that needs to see the bull drop in. Just bunch of bullshit. Uh, Hopper, let me go to you and Doc and I will not talk over you with the technology issues. Your thoughts on the phoniness and just ridiculous ridiculousness of Jason Hervey, I guess, trying to seem cool. Well, since Arn knows the thing about technology, why do you go fix my fucking computer? Imagine Arn Anderson walking in here right now. So let me see that damn thing. And he just picks it up and throws it against the wall. It's broken. And he just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic bro <laughs> this is why I wanted you here tonight yeah. okay that guy's voice yeah I, I, I'm watching the Wonder Years now on fucking Hulu and he does not sound like that I, he just comes across as like he's just oh, an irritant man He's a little fucking dork. Nailing Missy. Fuck. Money, uh, money does wonders, man. I guess. I mean, it's the only thing I can think of. It, I it, mean, all yeah. ago, the damn dude drop thing. That was a while ago, wasn't it? It was a year. I don't know if it's been a full year, but... It's been quite some time in the Rangers just hit a three-run home run and just went up 6 nothing uh, in the oh second inning. Oh, my God. Uh, he um, I'm sorry, Doc. I'm ahead of you. Um, but, um, yeah, it's been, it's been probably six to ten months easy, and those segments were stupid. Like, they weren't really good, and we had PN News in there talking about, you know, Dusty, when you're talking about the hood, you're talking about Motown. What? What are we doing here? <laughs> so, yeah, we had those bull drop-in segments. Uh, it just, yeah, nobody, nobody's talking about those segments and saying, hey, bring them back. Nobody but Hervey. Um. Okay, so we gave our we said our piece about Hervey, even though we're going to kick him in the balls for the rest of the show, probably. Doc, your thoughts on Arn? Just that shit was great. There's never been a bigger lie told on any show that we've ever watched than Arn Anderson saying, "My deal is technology." Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in 1992, it was technology. It was so uh, it was so crazy to hear that I had to run it back to make sure that I heard it correctly. <laughs> Harn Anderson is not the picture of technology in 2023. No, not at all. And I was like, <laughs> and then it was like, Boogie, Boogie Arn, come on. 
It was a good line. My deal is technology, and a John Deere beats a mule every time. See, here's the I thing. Don't... The technology he was speaking of was a tractor being better than a mule. So technically, he was kind of right. <laughs> but but it just doesn't sound right. Uh, what did you say, Hopper? He's a smart guy. I guess. He works for Geek, for fucking Geek Squad. He might. He might call Arn. <laughs> damn gig squad was still a thing. Yeah, it's still no, it still is. It still is. All right. Um, from there, any other thoughts on Arn Anderson from either one of you? No. No. From there, we go to Dustin Rhodes. We go to Dustin Rhodes versus Buddy Lee Parker. Uh, Dustin is going to win. Uh, before we go to the match, Hervey gives his expert analysis, which was just pathetic as, as everything else he does on this show. Um, I, I'm going to give the finish, Doc, and then I'll ask you what you have. Uh, Parker Irish whips Dustin into the ropes, but Rhodes reverses it and hits Parker with a bulldog, and Dustin wins with ease. Did you have anything from it? Uh, 509, I was wondering what happened there and what it was supposed to be. I could get right. some expert former wrestler. You need analysis. audio? Uh-uh. Okay, just play it. Yeah, just play it. Let's see what happens. Well, Buddy Lee Parker was coming off the ropes to like hit Dustin, and Dustin hit him with a lariat, so somebody miscommunicated something. Okay. It, it wasn't a bad botch, but it definitely something something missed. Okay. Uh, From there, other than that, this was just kind of meh for me. Yep, I totally agree. From there, we go to Barry Windham, and Paulie dangerously may be involved. Here that is. Uh, Barry is with Hervey and JR sitting in the ring uh, for the interview segment. One of the hottest athletes in WCW, right there in the thick of the top ten. And Jason, as we said, he's great in singles or in tag team wrestling. Yeah, hey, Barry, I got a question for you. Hey, what's it like, uh, you know, being a, a tag team partner of uh, Dustin Rhodes? Well, you know, I want to tell you first, Dustin is probably one of your biggest fans, and I'm kind of gathering that you're one of his yeah. fans too, but Dustin's probably one of the best tag team partners that I've ever had, and he and I are going for the world tag team titles. At any given time, we're just waiting for somebody to sign on the dotted line. Right. You know, Barry, you've had your problems, obviously. Alliance has been well documented. You seemingly have set your sights on the World Television Championship. You've had a run-in or two with Stunning Steve Austin, the fans have seen on the broadcast, but are you attempting to be the television champion so you can be the best wrestler on television, or are you doing it to... Well, Jim, I, I think I know what you're getting at, and I know what the answer is to that, because what I've done is I've set a goal for myself to more or less break the Dangerous Alliance one by one, Would stunning Steve Austin being the most up? important part of it at this time because the world television title. Hey, can someone shut that guy what up? Is it? Somebody's got a big mouth. That's not Hank Williams Jr., I know that. So the situation. Anyway, the, the TV championship is one I'm going for right now. Two out of three falls match. I don't care where it is, right here on this uh, television program, I'll take it. Somebody apparently has a problem with you. I've had enough of this. Barry, wait just a second. Hey, 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 what's your Stay right here. I don't know exactly what's going on here. Hey, 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 hey. If you got 
So Barry's talking about Dustin and wanting the world tag belts uh, with him. And there's a guy screaming boring and it ends up being Paul Lee. And that was the end of the interview because Barry then approaches him. You kind of see this on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You knew it was a plant right away because Hervey's like, what's this guy yelling at? He just, it just, <laughs> Hervey, Hervey just gave, I don't know, man. I mean, Doc, what did you think about this? Let's take our one of our best wrestlers and put him in something so stupid that it makes him look stupid. Come on. Look, I mean, when, that's not Wyndham's forte. And let's put him in a situation that doesn't make him look good to do dumb stuff. Come on. I got an email and, about three weeks ago. And you know how Harper always says, come on, when you start criticizing things or I do <laughs> the person said is Harper serious when he says come on <laughs> I was like it Doesn't depends he, sometimes he is and other times he's not you gotta know I mean sometimes he is and sometimes he isn't <laughs> okay continue doc I didn't mean to break you up but when the, both of you saying come on back to back is what here's what should have happened on that Hervey should have said the things about Dustin. Wyndham should have said, stop sucking up to me, picked him up, and spike pile drived him on right there on the set like Kevin Owens did Machine Gun Kelly, and everything would have been fine. That's how you fix that segment. <laughs> Harper, any thoughts on this? Uh, we got to see Missy wearing a fucking guard belt. That was cool. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding, huh, Harper? I know, huh? Ring, ding, 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 She's wearing a garter belt. Ding, ding, dong. Keep the head. Is that a garter belt or just something that? It's like she's got boots on. The stockings. Okay, maybe so. I think it is, huh? Ah, it's hard to tell. Jesus Christ! What an asshole! Man, look. Jason Hervey's banging Missy Hyatt, and your password of 15 years just stops working. Life ain't fair. Yeah. <laughs> you, you ain't lying. That scares me. <laughs> Cybersecurity Harper. I, I don't know. This could be the end, bro. This could, like, if all of a sudden the power goes out and he leaves all communication, this is it. Bro, don't joke like that. I'm just saying, bro. Bro, I, the one thing I'm scared of more than anything is the power grid going down and never coming back on. Never? This is why people stock up on weapons and no one stocks up on fucking night vision equipment. That's what you need to stock up on for real. You get, I mean, you can get night vision goggles at fucking Walmart now. You get night vision goggles. 
or a fucking night vision scope, I'm telling you, you will own the night like a fucking barn owl. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know damn well. <laughs> I'm telling you, but you know damn well all these motherfuckers running around here. Like, just think if it just goes black, bro, the fucking lights go out. None of these motherfuckers can see the fucking dark without a flashlight. Bro, if you got night vision... On a scope, bro, you like a horn owl looking at a bunch of fucking rats, bro. It's over. <laughs> it's over, bro. They ain't doing shit. <laughs> I you love it. Guy, like, I'm sitting I'm, Batman, bro. I'm sitting here trying to enjoy my team trying to get into the next round of the baseball playoffs. And Harper's painting these post-apocalyptic landscapes where I fear for my life. He's not wrong. Uh-uh. I'm telling you. Get night vision. But you get all the rifles and bullets you want. If you can't see the fucking... If you got the fucking knife as your fucking ally, bro, you'd be like a fucking video game out there. Pop, 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 pop. Ping. Okay, Harper, you're giving away too many of the secrets now. Stop. <laughs> you shouldn't have said this on an open channel. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, Amazon and Walmart and wherever else is going to see a spike in night vision purchases. <laughs> That's true, bro. How many motherfuckers you know that got all the guns and shit, but none of them got no damn night vision equipment? <laughs> or or got all the guns in the world and no food stocked up. Yeah, bro. I mean, oh, that's the thing. If you get solar panel thing, oh, I still got power. Guess what? Where's the fucking horde coming to your fucking place? Yep. So you got to defend your shit, bro. They're going to come at night thinking, okay, we got the night as an ally. Wrong. Wrong. That's my ally. <laughs> All right. Let's continue. The Jeez. next match is DDP and Ricky Morton versus JYD and Ron Simmons. DDP yells into the camera as him and Morton are walking to the ring. We're going to put something on these boys that Ajax can't wash off. And I immediately thought, boy, Ricky Morton must have given that line to DDP to say. Had to. Had to. Um, Doc, thoughts on this match? Is the York Foundation done? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's been over, huh? Yeah, I think it's been know. over. Okay. Yeah. They're done. Did you hear JR say that JYD has a decided weight advantage over Morton? That's nice. Yeah. I mean, it's just he's a shell of himself, bro. I, I don't I don't want to beat that horse anymore. We've talked yeah. about it enough. Hey, hey man, they kept him they kept him in the ring a lot. What's that, Harper? He's still getting the check for these people. Well, and that's what my note is. They made him earn it tonight. They kept him in the ring a while. It was like somebody said, just leave him in there. He'll work the weight off. <laughs> He's not working nothing off at this stage of his career. I feel bad for him, but, you know. He's just a shell of himself, man. Ten years earlier, he was biggest star in the territory. Now he's just. I guess he just got to the point where he just didn't give a shit anymore. 
drugs, bro. Because you think so, like, hey, dude, you know, if you start throwing weights around and get that weight off your frame, you know, we could do some big things with you. Or I could eat this large pizza. So, yeah. fuck you. Cocaine is a hell of a I'm drug, gonna, man. I'm going to eat this pizza and do an eight ball. Yeah. What you going to do about it? Nothing. It's just when you see the pictures of them from like 81. and I know, bro. It's, he's it's so jacked. He looks like a like an NFL football player. He, he he looks like a superhero too. Like he he he's cut and he's got definition. He's not like super bulky, but he's defined and just looks yeah. like a fucking professional an athlete. athlete. And mm-hmm. now you see him, and it's just like I'm supposed to believe this guy, right? It's 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 sad, bro. It's a it's a cautionary tale, man. Yeah. All right, Doc, any other thoughts on this before I work my way to the finish of it? Nah, poor Ron Simmons got got stuck in this. Yeah. So um, the finish, after Paige and Morton do a little like switcheroo on a tag while they are working a sleeper, Morton accidentally, accidentally hits Paige, and then Dog tags Simmons in. Simmons comes in and deals some fists and whatnot, and Simmons eventually hits Paige with a huge flying shoulder tackle. And Simmons and JR, I'm sorry, JYD win the match um, as they show the crowd and missing the switcheroo because that's what WCW seems to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, the match wasn't bad. Like, I, we're talking about JYD being big, but DDP and Morton are bumping their asses off for these two. And But at the end of the day, yeah, it's just an undercard match and – at this point in his career, Ron Simmons deserves more and more should be coming soon. And that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, next match, Johnny B. Bad versus Joe Cruz. Doc, I think I, we've said this. We beat this drum way too many times. Johnny B. Bad is getting darker. He's not only tanning. But he's using like spray tan. He's probably Dude. using the the the, the uh, bronzer that like bodybuilders. Yeah. Harper, that's not a white man. Look at this guy. I, I don't. I know. He's also he's also right there. He's telling kids not to do drugs, and I don't know that that's the guy I need telling me to say <laughs> my children to say no to drugs. Well, he's not doing like. He's doing steroids. He's an he American doing... male, bro. He is an African American male, or at least American uh, males. Yeah, I, I, he, he's a black dude, bro. I don't care bruh. what the fuck he says. I I, I think I, he's fucking working everybody, bro. <laughs> I want to see pictures of his mama and, and his fucking dad. Both of. <laughs> Look how dark he. He's getting darker. I just don't believe it, bro. He's tanning and he's using spray tan. Look at him. He is not from European descent. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Dude, the best part about about Johnny B. Bad, Mark Merrill, is when I found out that he he went on BET 
with Teddy Long to talk about the plight of the black wrestler. If that's <laughs> not some shameful. nineteen, if that's not some nineteen ninety shit, I don't know what is. That is the funniest. That might be one of the funniest things I've ever heard of in terms of wrestling and working folks and. Just, hey, we're going to take this Italian dude and put him on BET, and he's going to talk about the plight of the black African-American wrestler. That is insane. My grandpa was Sicilian as fuck, and he was not close to this. Dark. This is is tremendous. I mean, just, I, I have searched far and wide, too, for the BET episode that he was on. And I can't find it, but we know it did happen because it was in the newsletters at the time. He must have did the reverse of what Sammy Sosha did or something. Harper, he's just tanning and he's, then he's putting spray tan on. That's the yeah, only thing it can but be. Is, it, but the thing is, he doesn't just look like he doesn't look like Soul Man. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Remember that yes, movie? I know what Soul you mean. Man? Soul Man yeah. looked like a white dude that was trying to look black. He looks like a black male. <laughs> bro, he had everybody fooled. He, he bro, I, again, I still don't believe him, bro. Once again, he was on BET talking about the plight of the African-American wrestler. You know, that's one hell of a fucking gimmick, bro. Could you just admit, <laughs> dude, it's almost like, like in the '80s when you're like gay and you're like in the closet and like you're, yeah, bro. I ain't telling no one about this shit. Like only a few people know. It's like fucking Prince Adam and fucking E Man. He's just going like only three people know that he's E Man. That's like like only three people knew that he was a white guy. <laughs> ah, this is great. Well, he's taking on Joe Cruz here, and um. Dude, I mean, he had everybody I know, including myself and you and Doc. Everybody I know was fooled. There's not a person. He, he fooled until he was on CNN. I think it was during the whole Chris Benoit thing. And that's, nah, we knew before then. I still don't, bro. I still don't fucking. I think he's no. working everybody. Hopper, I mean, I'm Doc. Marcus Vandenberg, who used to be um, Nate's. Nate Milton's co-host on um, Kings of Sport, the sports show that we did years ago. Marcus found out on Twitter back in like 2015. He tweeted Johnny B. Bad and he was, you know, talking about being a black wrestler. And Johnny B. Bad was like, Johnny B. Bad, Marcus is a brother, Nate's brother. Marcus was like, wait, you ain't black? And he was like, nah, it was just a gimmick. And, 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 and Nate and Marcus were like, Bruh, I, I've been fooled for 30 years, 20 years. I feel like there's something you could pull off in today's gimmick that would be close to that somehow. I don't know. Society's different, and then you're going to get labeled. Like, yeah. like, like, like we, yeah, you can't you can't do nothing. Like, like, like I look at, like, Johnny B. Bad right here. We're laughing about it, but, like, society nowadays, if you did something like that, Man, they're gonna like cancel you, even though you're just man. It's just it was just a gimmick. Like he wasn't trying to be insulting. I don't know. It's 
cancel me, bro. Uh, bro give me him credit. And send me off. The dude did a did a gay gimmick as a black man in the South, and he's a freaking baby face right now. They love him. Yeah. What's not uh, to love? Exactly. Um. Anyway, I just I. I was watching this, taking notes, and I'm like, he's getting darker on us. So that's that's where we got derailed from. My, uh, Doc, well, did you... Harper and I say the same thing about you, Mike. Okay, come on. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on the on the match, Doc? Not really. He beat Joe Cruz. Yeah. All right, let's continue. Um, in between segments, Jim Ross and Jason Hervey speculate if Sting will be back in the ring at Wrestle War at the pay per view. And then from there, we go to the WCW Magazine segment with Eric Bischoff talking about Wrestle War 92. We see numerous replays. We see a replay of Sting saying he would be back for War Games and Wrestle War. We also see a replay of Nikita's interview from last week answering why he is back and that he wants to talk to Sting. And then we see a replay of Larry Zabisco and Paul E. arguing in the hallway again. Uh, and then Bischoff closes it out saying that he will be back later in the hour with a special announcement about the NWA, which is another tease. From there, we go to Jason Hervey, and he gives some stupid analysis in between segments again. I had nothing from it. It just didn't need to happen. Uh, Doc, did you have any thoughts on Hervey here? No. The over yeah, overacting? No about him. Say that again, Hopper. I had no thoughts about Jason Hervey. Other than you're mad at him for because he was slaying Missy back in the day. Slaying? Yes, what is, come on. That, come on. She's a classy Southern woman. I never said she was. just slaying. What does that mean? He was dating her. He was They were, he was they were going steady. Stop talking yes. over Harper, Doc. He's he was courting that woman. You two nasty some bitches are dirty as hell. And right now, y'all got to chime in about class. Sure. That's right. Name me one thing that Harper and I have ever said that would make us nasty. Harper what? took a piss on air. That's not nasty. That's natural. Yeah. Harper talked about eating ass on air a million times. Harper no, did an entire Patreon show of a broad who squirted on him. Oh, fake news. Whatever Harper does in a committed, loving relationship is up to him. Okay, you just said name something nasty, and I did. That's not nasty. That's that's just, you know, intimacy between two adults. Why does intimacy scare you, Michael? Yeah. Harper sent the nasty video to Doc one time, and Doc was like, I got to figure out how I get this off my phone. That fucking freak bitch. Jesus Christ. And then, and then, and then I'm going through my phone. Bruh. I'm going through my phone. I was like, who's this? I was like, oh, that's the P girl. And I realized there's these, there's these contacts that have been in my phone for years. And I'm like, holy shit. I remember no you. wonder your password doesn't work anymore. Fuck, I remember one time I, I, fucking call, I fucking hit up the wrong fucking girl one time. That was fucking... That shit was eventful. <laughs> He's on all cylinders tonight. That's why I had him. <laughs> Go ahead, Hopper. What'd you say? 
This was back when like Wildcats still had TV and we're doing the fucking hosting segments to like God did two, three in the morning. And he's like, yeah, t-. and Andrew, who does like the behind the scenes stuff, he's like, yeah, text, text Brittany and tell her I'm going to be late. So I go through my phone and I'm like, hey, Brittany, this is, Andrew's going to be late. And she's like, Andrew who? And I thought she was being stupid. You know, I'm like, Andrew, your boyfriend, who's that? Who's this? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I was like, bro, is this Britney's number? And he's like, no, I don't know fuck that is. I was like, oh, God. I texted the wrong fucking Britney. And this bitch blew my shit up, bro. Nonstop. And I wake up the next morning, and there's text messages. And Miss call, oh, you're the, the wrestling guy. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, bro. What the fuck? So did you circle, circle, dot, dot, that one? No, 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 I didn't even, I was, I was like, no, go away, go away. I didn't fucking respond back. This wasn't the the, the chick that looks like Br- Brian Erlacher that goes to the Wildcat show, the big burly one. <laughs> that's nice. The one that's, the one that, the one that uh, Saeed may not or may have. Uh, oh, fuck no, bro. I would Put no. some pickle on that. Oh, that fucking broad, no. I'm Come just on. joking. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. it's all for fun. Okay. Allegedly. Uh, um, okay, uh, we got Jason Herbie here, and well, let's <laughs> let's get back to it because actually, this is not bad. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura is interviewing Paulie dangerously with Medusa. They're in one of the arenas. Uh, not sure when exactly this was shot, but let's go to that now because things are about to get interesting between. Steamboat and Medusa and Rick Rude. It, it really is. Um, I, I'm gonna want Harper's feedback on this and thoughts because this is this is crazy. Here, here we go. Paulie, let me tell you something. I'd like to sit here and I'd like to talk about all the great things you do. The last time you took me out to lunch, you picked up the tab. But we absolutely. But we got more important things to deal with. We have to deal with one lustful Ricky the Dragon Steamboat who is literally upsetting this beautiful woman. Not only did he strike her, he is now sexually harassing her. You know, Jesse the Body Ventura, it's no secret around the locker room that Medusa walks on the ground that Ricky Steamboat worships. But Ricky Steamboat you two-timing lecherous pervert! Let me tell you this on behalf of the Dangerous Alliance one final time. Stay the hell away from Medusa! I don't think it may be put any better than that. Medusa, how are you reacting to this right now? How am I reacting? Here's, a, here's what you call a so-called family man lusting over the first lady of WCW. It's bad enough he strikes me. He follows me. He puts the head out of the tires of my car. What do you want, Ricky Steamboat? I don't want you. I know you want me. You can't. You can't. All right, so I cut it because uh, there's going to be some music playing. Steamboat is in, like, the rafters of the arena. He's going to appear, and he's 
got a torch and he's blowing fire and a dragon head and all kind of stuff. But Medusa is basically accusing and Paul Lee is accusing Steamboat of being a pervert and I guess stalking her and won't leave her alone. And uh, this is this is interesting only because of what Rick Rude's going to also say in a second. Doc, your thoughts on this before we go to Hopper? No means no, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah. You're damn right. No means no. So I think we got to play the next part just so this kind of is a little bit better. But in a nutshell, they cut away from this too after and Hervey gives his take on this situation and he says, I'm on Steamboat side. You know, I need more proof that this is happening. Which, oh, boy. Which is, I don't know how to describe it. Coming from him, you're like, you're a dweeb. Shut up. You think you're cool. That He's trying to like. Well. No. What? What they need well? His comment. About. Needing more proof. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's continue because this is the part where then I, Rick Rude, who's great at promos, just makes me laugh my ass off. So they go to the studio, they go back to the center stage. Now they throw to Rick Rude and Medusa who are in front of the green screen. And Rick Rude is good here. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Medusa was certainly upset as you saw. We caught up with her and the United States heavyweight champion, ravishing Rick Rude, who had some very pointed comments to make regarding Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I need more proof. Ricky Steamboat, I've had enough of your lies. You're telling me I'm crazy and I'm a liar? I get very volatile when someone accuses me of something that I really don't do. You follow me in malls. You send me flowers. It's crazy. It's absurd. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send somebody your way that will take care of everything. Ravishing Rick Rude. That's right, Ducey. And you'll have to see Steamboat's scaly skin Never again, if that's what you want. But you need to understand one thing, Deuce. Ricky Steamboat has this sorry-looking sea hag at home, <laughs> so no doubt he's going to lust after you. You're a beautiful woman. Ricky Steamboat, there's a million beautiful women out there. Could you find somebody else to try to pick up? Because Medusa is the wrong woman. Medusa is my woman. Now you turn yourself into a bald-faced liar. You try to say that it's Ducey that's lying. It's not the truth. You say that we're causing problems at your home. Well, Ricky Steamboat, you chose your wife. And you chose to bring a child into this world. And you even chose to pick on Ravishing Rick Rude for the United States heavyweight title. But what happens in the ring, it's my decision. Some very emotional remarks from Ravishing Rick Rude and from uh, Medusa. But what do you make of their allegations? Jim, I've seen this on Oprah, and i got to tell you that I think that Ricky Steamboat is doing this, not necessarily at Medusa, guys, but I think he's trying to get through to Rick Rude, and obviously he's doing it. I think Ricky Steamboat has Rick Rude right where he wants him, and he's about to make his next move. We'll certainly keep our eye on this situation, and ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, we'll take a look at the man that hospitalized, the heavyweight champion of the world, Big Ben Bader. Bruh, Rick Rude is phenomenal. He is. And I don't Steamboat like this has angle. this sorry looking sea hag at home. Boy, I bet you Bonnie Steamboat was worked into a shoot by that. Oh, yeah. 
What were you about I'm to say? I'm not a fan of this angle, but Rick Root is tremendous. Yeah, he's 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 good with this. This is good. Um, okay, so Hervey once again his dragons were were predators. I didn't think they were sexual predators. Come on. Jesus. Come on. See what I did there? He's a, he's a rascal, yeah, I, see. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh what do you think about um Rick uh, Rick Rude claiming ownership of Medusa? Boy, the male wrestlers did that back in the day. That's what the time was. That's my woman. Right. Baby doll is mine. That's my lady. Yeah. Never forget Dusty. She belongs to me now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Any other thoughts, Doc, on Rick Rude and Medusa's reply to Steamboat being a pervert and stalking her? No. All right. Bonnie Steamboat is still mad about that comment from Rick Rude. Uh, I guarantee you, bro, when she saw this, she was like, what the fuck? Ricky, you said they weren't going to say things about me. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, he's laying it in thick and he he's got that real prickish promo style. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I bet you that didn't sit well at home. Remember what he called Wahoo? He called him Squahoo, God, and then I remember when when um when Funk called Steamboat's kid a pig nosed bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, just remember, like Arn said about the NWO, we always uh, left our families out of it. Yeah, that's not right. It, they always included family members. So your mother's a whore. I mean. <laughs> The thing is, I I think if you're going to, I think it's on you to like tell the person, hey, bro, you know, I'm going to bring up your mom or bring up your wife. You know, you you cool with that. If they say, yeah, man, that's good. Then don't get mad at what's said. Like, I I think you should give the guy a heads up. Oh, for real, bro. But. But to 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 put a blanket statement on it and say, "Oh, you should never bring that up." Bull We're crap. talking about the difference between how to do business, professional courtesies, and how to be, a, you know, a good coworker yeah. versus being a dick. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, we keep moving. Van Vader is taking on a gentleman by the name of Ronnie Edgewood, who gets mm. the shit beat out of him, and we get a bunch of enhancement talent in the ring trying to break. The whole Vader's using Sting's finisher on this guy. Um, Doc, any thoughts on Vader just destroying this It was quick. It was what it needed to be, and I love the fact that he used Sting's finisher. That was a nice touch. Damn. Bro, when he drops him on the ropes right here, that looked dangerous. Like, he picks him up, and he's about to, like, hot shot him or whatever. The joke was pretty rough, too. Yeah. I think it was. I think it already happened, yeah. There, it was that one, right here. He's got a military pressed, and he just throws him on the top rope, and the dude's head just snaps back, pop. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and like you said, the choke slam was he upended him. His feet went over. At, yeah, good stuff. I believe right. the term is ass over tea kettle. That's right, ass over tea kettle. All right, well, I won't play this next segment. It's pretty long, but we get a WCW Magazine segment, special segment for this week, a press conference for the World Tag Champs. That's right. 
the WCW is going to host an NWA World Tag Team Championship. And I'm just going to warn y'all, get ready, because they are going to plug this for the next two months or so. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yes. Aren't Arn and Bobby the champs? This is for the NWA tag belts. It's a... It's not for the WCW tag belts. That's the differentiation. Thank you. So Benoit is actually going to be in this. Dean Malenko is going to be in this. Um, We're going to talk more about this. And just so you all know, Crockett and I actually already recorded the Patreon episode where they, they have this at a Clash of the Champions. So, But they are going to plug this for the next several months. All so the teams I don't that are going to be there, this? you will not have to record this clash. Jesus, that sounds delicious. But yeah. it, this is something else when they do this tournament. And it's not all bad. It's not all good. Uh, I will just say that. You'll notice Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Gordy's name is on that list. So they do, they do have a lot of – they have some really good talent in this tournament. And – um. I think it's a net positive. It's just really weird that, you know, the difference between the WCW and the NWA is the NWA is the alliance and WCW is just technically one member. The problem is WCW is bigger than the NWA at this stage of its career or spot. Let's put the the countries. So to give it an international flavor, like they have – you know, someone from Australia or a region like Europe, and they don't they don't say who all these teams are going to be at this point, but that's what that's about. Okay, so, like, so the have, brothers are going to wrestle against two Puerto Ricans. Yes. Okay. You're and then there's going to be a Canadian team, and it's weird because Williams and Gordy they don't show it right here. They're American, but. I think they wrestle for Japan because Come that's kind of where they're coming from. Come on. Um, yeah, real. I'm just telling you what's going on. They're so the nation of Japan, I guess at least that's well, what I remember. Sure they give, like built it from old there. Crockett and menace. A listen on that. Yeah. It's, it's something else, man. It's, I it's bet. very, I said this during it, and again, this isn't going to air for months, but I think when I'm a kid, I don't mind a like a bunch of tag matches, but there's a reason at a wrestling show they have a couple of singles matches and a tag match sandwiched in between and then a couple of singles matches. Like, There's a right. reason there's not a whole card of tag matches because a whole card of tag matches is overkill. That's the one downside I kind of feel about something like this oh and by the way they do pull the the seedings out of its ass uh, and that's my last comment on it but this goes on for quite some time as uh k allen fry and tony Schiavone and jim ross stand up there like they're important so on and so forth we need bill watts um, to come in and save us oh well bill watts is coming unfortunately bully all right, Jason Hervey is over the top acting right here before we go to the main event, which is going to be Arn Anderson versus Big Josh in a two out of three falls matchup here. 
listening to Jason Hervey on commentary during this thing, it was like plucking my toenails off while dragging my feet through some sand. He's blowing Jim Ross on commentary, Doc. He's telling him he watched JR for years. He's mad at Paul Lee, which makes sense, especially since Paul Lee potatoed the piss out of him with that phone in 1991 that shattered on his head. So I kind of got that. But the one thing, Doc, that he drove me up a wall with on commentary this whole time was he kept calling JR Jimbo. God. And I was like, if you don't shut the piss up, little kid. Shut the fuck up. I I wanted to walk up to him and just punch him in his face for saying Jimbo over and over um and that was my he says before jimbo, I get into the like jimbo says situ- we have a situation yeah but jr saying situation is totally not as irritating as the word jimbo coming from hervey i'm aware yeah uh <clears throat> doc so i got timestamps on the falls but i want to go to you first before i start covering the falls for this thing what do you have? What do you anything from this? Any opening thoughts? My first note was my first note was that Hervey on color made me miss Bill Freilich from last week. Think about how sad of a statement that is. Yeah, this is this is a complete waste of Arn's time. He's the tag team champion out there going thirty. Yeah. I think you need to say with, that again. With he Matt went more Bourne. than 30 minutes. He went 30-plus minutes with Matt Bourne. This might be the longest match we've ever seen. No, because um, Tully and Dusty in 86 had a match for the TV title that took up an entire episode of Saturday Night. Okay, so six years. Um, <laughs> if, 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 Honestly, my first thought was if Arn doesn't win two straight, we riot. <laughs> and well, if he you didn't watch win two any, any depth into this match, these two fellas start sweating. Yeah, so I had a question. I don't know the answer to this. Did center stage at this time not have AC? If so, it wasn't working well for these two guys. Or maybe it's early May. That's what I thought. But see, I'm thinking, wait, it's late May. I mean, it's late April when this is taped. So this is May 2nd. It's the episode, but it was taped, I believe, late April. I'm like, was the AC not on or pumped up? Like, Because I have the exact same note. I'm like, these dudes are sweating their balls off. If they didn't have... AC in that building, none of those people will be sitting there for free. I could think okay. that. That's a good, That's a good point. point. That's a good point, Harper. So probably so, it just was turned out. And it gets it gets hot under the lights and stuff, so that's probably part of it, too. Um, they for 40 minutes. Yeah, and they're out there for 40 minutes. So Arn goes for a pile driver, but he can't hit it. Josh then goes for a backdrop, but Arn turns that into a sunset flip. Arn grabs the ropes and pins Big Josh. The ref didn't see him grabbing the ropes, so Arn wins the first fall. Uh, we saw that here a second ago if you're watching the video version. Doc, do you have any thoughts on that first fall? Um, This is where I said JR should tell Hervey to stop calling him Jimbo, and Hervey starts to turn heel a little bit during this. He starts bragging a lot. He's just an just, irritant. 
God. Yeah. He's All the right, real so... life of what Paulie was trying to be during this time. That's true, huh? But Paul is so much better at it. Oh, you, you think? Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Dangerously is so much better at it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what a gimmick. We work in the room here, what? Bro, Dangerously had one of the best manager gimmicks ever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean. You know, that shithead didn't come to the Wildcat show because he went to Gretna Fest. What shithead? Who are we talking about? Fucking D-Man. Well, he probably. Uh, okay. I'm not going to call what's, D-Man a shithead. What's Gretna Fest? He, he's a good fella. He's a good kid. It's basically, it's in Gretna, which is on the West Bank. It's basically like the parish, you know, festival or whatever shit you want to call it. They had like, mm. uh, Leonard Skinner was there and a Living Color played. I'm thinking, who the fuck wants to see Leonard Skinner at this point, bro? And you could see the champ. Yeah. And, and, and all those. It can't be the original members, right? I don't think there's any original members left at this point. That's what I'm saying. So you're seeing a fucking cover band. A hundred percent. You're seeing a covered band going by the name of the real band. That's, right. that's exactly that, what that's in, I didn't know that was possible. It's a cover band cashing in on, on the trademark. That would be like if Bones Thugs played in like Ray Ray and Tay Tay were up there instead of the original dudes. Yeah, I, I yeah. All right, yeah. well, Darren missed the uh, the Wildcat show that was a couple weekends that's ago. His, that's, that's his fault, not ours. Yeah. Talk about GYD. Talk about Bruno. All right. Uh, second fall. Josh catches Arn coming off the ropes in like a reverse uh, atomic drop type maneuver. And then he rolls Arn up, grabs Arn's tights, and wins by pin. So the babyface grabs Arn's tights on this one. And this is the point as the sec- as the end of the second fall, beginning of the third, where you really notice it. You're like, they're fucking sweating their balls off out there. Like they are soaking wet. Uh, like they just got out of a bathtub or a swimming pool. Um, Doc, any thoughts on that second fall as we continue? Uh, this is legitimately for a shoot where I said, fuck this and fast forward it. If they're going to pin Arn in this match, I ain't watching. So yeah, they were, they've hit the mat a few times. So the, the sweat is kind of worn off onto the mat, onto the apron or onto the canvas, but you can really see it in between that second and third fall. Like they are dripping wet, but there is a God because the third fall happens. It's a weird looking finish. Josh misses Arn and it looked like he was supposed to catch Arn with an elbow, but Arn keeps running the rope. So something was missed there. Um, anyway, Arn then catches Josh with a spine buster and Arn is going to win by pin. So Arn wins the two out of three falls. The problem here was they weren't, they just had a two out of three falls match. Nobody's there's just, it's just cold. They, that, that wasn't a bad match, actually. I, I'm Unlike Doc, I watched the whole thing, and outside of that one little missed thing at the end of the third fall, these guys worked their asses off, and they were in there bumping. And But there's just no reason to have a two out of three falls match between these two. 
And you got to listen to Jason Hervey for 40 minutes. Talk about it. Oh, fuck. Dude, fuck that. But go back to the Wonder Years. What would you do if I got off your TV? I would do backflips, you little midget fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Um, oh, boy. All right. Well, before, before we do uh, go off air... We do have some promos because Barry Windham and Steve Austin have some things to say. Here that is. Time. Let's hear from the competitors. Stunning Steve Austin, I've already proved to the wrestling world that I'm capable of beating you. I hold one fall on you already, and when I step into the ring with you again, I will prove to everyone that I am capable of being the world television champion. If you're a superstitious man, Barry Windham, you better hope Lady Luck is on your side. Because next week on WCW Saturday night, you may be lucky enough to win one fall, but you'll never win two. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that match, ladies and gentlemen. Plus, we'll have a very special surprise guest co-host here next week. And I want to thank Jason Hervey for being here with us this week. Thanks, Jason. And I, I just I want to thank you, Jim Roth. Well, uh, thanks, buddy. I just don't know what to say. And I got a couple of things in my mind, but I'll keep them to myself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on the main event. So long, everybody. Bye. Bro, you think JR wanted to say, fuck you, you little shithead? <laughs> Bro, he's like a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> oh, oh I mean, who's man. Fucking Falky from Perfect Strangers? Uh, Jeez, I don't know. Doc, oh, you got boy. thoughts? I don't know. Nothing. I'm worried, man. The Orioles have scored a run. Her, 90 minutes of Hervey. Harper's computer security has been compromised. I'm concerned about everything. Yeah, hear that. Next week, we, how many how many Alabama songs do you think you could sing along with, Harper? Uh, I remember the one uh, with the... the uh... So play some mountain music. music. Like grandma, grandpa used to play. Who was the other one? The, uh, uh, Tennessee River? Tennessee. Uh, Dixie Land Delight. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I remember they had a one uh, in the 90s during the Garth era. It was. Just, it was uh, it was basically about uh, minor league baseball. It's like there, there's nothing wrong with the view from the cheap seats or some shit like that. Oh yeah, remember I that? Remember that I would have never thought of that. Is it? What about this one? Remember, if you're gonna play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Yeah, yeah, that guitar is hot, but not for a Louisiana man. I never got that. What the fuck does that mean? Because if you're in Texas. What the fuck's a Louisiana? What the fuck are you talking about? The Louisiana man. They sang love in the first degree. Yeah. And I remember they had another one for the 90s. It was uh, Watch You Growing Up in Pictures or something. That was a real sad one. Like a single dad watching his kid grow up in pictures. Wow. Yeah. What about The Closer You Get? You remember that song? Oh yeah, the closer you get, yeah, the harder I fall. Yeah, they had a man. They had a run. 
you may not like that kind of music and i and i don't necessarily either but that shit was everywhere in our, when we were kids yeah they were the biggest country band because i remember they had the oak ridge boys they were hot for like a half an hour with the dude up the dude up and then fucking yep. alabama guys and said nope we're yeah, they, they roll. They roll, roll. Roll on. Was it roll on? Eighteen wheeler. Yes. Dude, they had a ton of hits. Well, Randy yeah. Owen is the person who is the from the group Alabama who is the surprise for next week. Uh, Mike, Alabama. Alabama has sold a combined seventy-five million records worldwide. Jesus oh. Christ. Yeah, I wasn't gonna dunk on them or nothing. I I can. I mean, yeah. it's not really my thing. Right, right. But I mean, you have the in like the two hundred and fifty million is like the Beatles, Elvis, Michael Jackson, Queen, Zeppelin. Yeah. You know that that all makes sense at that that kind of level. So that's like two hundred and fifty. But you you know you're talking about seventy five million records. That's a lot. That's yeah, moving a lot uh, of units, pal. Country has a lot of them kind of low-key super, super, superstars that the average person doesn't know who in the fuck they are. Right. That's not George Strait numbers, but it's close. Right. Yeah. Because those country people, man, I, don't, I, I need, feel like I need to talk to the brothers out there listening. Those country music fans stick together. They were loyal to the product like wrestling fans. And they served, and then when the Garth era came, I mean, they survived that. They, I mean, they were still shooting out heads. True. We're going to miss you on that episode, but we're going to have to do it without you. Dixie Land, you're going to listen to some Alabama tonight, aren't you? Yeah, that's what he's going to yeah. do. <laughs> So, Hopper, the next show, next show we need you for, which is a week from today, would be Wrestle War, the pay per view. So, at what point do you want me to remind you, hey, make sure you watch this pay per view because it's a good one. Hey, so yeah. let me give you the let me give you the group, the groups in this Wikipedia page that are in that seventy five to seventy nine million. So, in their group is the weekend. That's big. Played the super, they played the Super Bowl. Uh, Imagine Dragons. My daughter likes that band. They're terrible. God, I would never thought. Luke Bryan. That's a country guy. Tupac. Oh, well, there you go. R. Kelly. Yeah. Nirvana. Nirvana. Robbie Williams. Who's that? He's a Brit pop dude uh bob uh, seeger kenny g uh, green day green day bob marley the police barry manilow wow. kiss aretha franklin and alabama are in that group wow michael jackson he's up in like the 250 Oh, I that earlier. Okay. I'm just talking about the, the that's the that's the floor their elevator stops at is Alabama and they're hanging out with those people. Understand? You say like the weekend, right? Yeah. <laughs> the weekend's only been big for the the, the the last couple of years. 
So I, got, I mean, I got, when, so I got old man. I can't explain it. Because, but the thing is, no one is buying those albums. They just go on Spotify and hit the weekend. Right. I don't. It's a different. The works. metric is a little different how they calculate it, but. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still getting the plays, I guess, is the way, the way you look at That's it. That's why we tell y'all to subscribe and to follow and to like stuff and to give five-star reviews. We're, we don't know how this shit works. We're just trying to get it all in there, right. you know? Dude, 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 that's what I was thinking about, how, like, Taylor Swift is so huge and she's on the, you know, dating your boyfriend and Chiefs. And I'm thinking, as much money as she has made, just think if it were still in the time when people actually bought music and everyone had to buy her a CD, how much more millions and millions and millions she would fucking have. It should be Elon Swift. Dude, for real, bruh. I don't know, cause that you're 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 a, see, when you say that though, Hopper, you're you're not thinking about all of the money she makes She's not making the money from record sales, but think about all the times her music is played via all these damn, God, I hate this term, digital platforms. Oh, God. She gets a cut. I mean, like YouTube, Spotify, anything. Yeah, but I mean, Spotify don't pay shit, bro. Spotify is not like they don't pay. Well, she's making cause she's a big artist, but most people, yeah, they, they ain't getting much, but I mean, YouTube, she's getting a cut. I mean, she's getting, she's, I, I don't want to pull up her videos, but I guarantee you her songs have millions of views and that's the millions. That's what I'm saying. So she, so I, I get it. She's not making the money off the actual physical album that would be purchased, but She's getting a chunk of change off of these digital platforms, which I think if you're a popular enough artist, that's cutting. I mean, YouTube is a middleman, but you really are cutting out the middle person in terms of the production to get a actual record out. Like, I think you make more of a percentage off of your stuff just on a digital platform than you would a physical album, tape, eight track, all that bullshit back in the day. But you know, you could be right. Like it, it's, I mean, I'm not saying, look, whatever the amount is, she's still rich, obviously. Yeah, All right, bro. I'm yes. tired of talking about Taylor Swift. Let's rate this. Well, you the one that went down this. See, I told you about this earlier. He brings a topic up and it gets blown up and he's like, All right, That's I'm ready. True. I'm blown I up. I brought up Alabama and you went to Taylor Swift and just won't shut up yeah, about it. I didn't go to happened. Taylor Swift. Oh, you ain't getting us off. That your job is the producer and the, and the oh, director. Oh, you're just purchase. mad because you're a Swifty and you don't want people to know. That's it. That's on brand. All right, we gotta we what's gotta read. Mike, Mike, what's more on brand? I'm blown up at the end, or I'm a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let's go now. We got to rate it and hand out some Rolexes before we do so. Remember, become a patron. It's the only way you can listen to our Wrestle War 92 show. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon. BTT is where you can sign up. Get access to all that Patreon content, all that Patreon goal. Tons are going to be available there. Over 400 plus episodes, again, including the upcoming pay-per-view. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon. BTT. Um, Doc, what are you going to rate this one? This was a good show after I talked to y'all. 
C minus. I can't do that. I can give it a C minus just because All Jason's right. there. And I feel like I just was real generous. I'm gonna give it Harper a C plus. Is the thing, Har- Harper is the thing that fished this out of the, the the ditch tonight. Not anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Jason Hervey kills it. It just, I mean, he just destroys the episode. It's just like why? And, and, and look, I, I froze it because. Well, you know what? I'll give it a a B because I want to see him graduate. I want to keep his uh, GPA up, bro. Look at the picture I froze it on. That is the way Jason Hervey looks right now. That is a picturesque, perfect example of what I think of his irritating ass. He's he's basically hitting the RVD pose, too cool for school. And Jim Ross is making a face like, I really want to say something to this little shithead, but I like my job. Yeah. I got a light bill to pay. I got a house, yeah. you know. I got a wife and I, kids. I yeah. got to fucking. I got to deal with this shit. I got to do pin me, pay me tonight with this jackass on next to me. A world class broadcaster and a freaking actor who's overacting in this episode is what we have here. I'm going C plus though. So, um, Doc, who are you gonna give you a two two award to? Rick Rude. Yeah, that was fine. Seahag. Seahag. Yeah. Seahag. Seahag. <laughs> the Seahag for the old Popeye cartoons. Yes. Ah. Yes. And he just yes. says it so smarmy and matter of fact and like. He's a prick. He's the ultimate go. prick. Yep. Yeah. You couldn't make him a baby face. I'm sorry. He's just too much of a prick. He's He's perfect for the role. But that's how we wrap this episode up this week, covering May 2nd of 1992. Doc is blown up over there, and he's ready to go either eat or hit the sack or watch uh, watch the Rangers uh, hopefully end this series tonight. Say that again, Hopper. Grab a hold. Grab a hold, bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this was a lot of fun, boy. We learned about night vision tonight. Uh, what else did Harper go off on, Doc? Help me out here. Barn owls and night vision and just D-Man going to Gretna Fest. And I don't know. There's just so much. to. I, I, I just hope that all of you have enjoyed this as much as we have. And I'm sure you will. And there's that. And that's that. And we'll see Harper back for the pay-per-view. He's going to go. What an episode. He's going to go get his computer uninfected and uh, we'll uh, come back and uh, do a pay-per-view. Yeah, we'll handle the pay-per-view next week. Um, well, we're... Yeah, next week. It'll air in a few weeks as we say that. But uh, Harper should be there. Uh, we'll get the computer fixed up. But uh, that's going to wrap things up this week on another episode of BTT. Harper, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Fuck it, bitch. Fuck it, bitch.